You are now listening to The Shyest Podcast, when millions of opinions just aren't enough. Buffalo Bills went into SoFi Stadium and beat the Rams 31-10 to start the NFL season, and that means it's time for the Pick'em Show. Oh, we're back. I haven't heard this music in a year, but it's good stuff. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Pick'em Show. We were at SoFi Stadium for that Rams game. If you listened to my other podcast that I put out yesterday, it's all part of the same podcast, but I got like four of them all under the same banner right now. But you'll know that we were at that game having a blast. Uh, My voice is a little shot from screaming. Thought it could have been COVID because there was 80,000 people unmasked. Yelling, screaming, jumping, high-fiving. But tested negative for COVID. Just uh, my throat feels like I've been drinking drinking gasoline and gargling broken glass. So a little bit worn out, but great game. Bills looked awesome. Uh, In hindsight, like thinking about it a little bit more, uh, it just never really seemed competitive to be honest like even when the Rams tied it at 10 I was you know a little hesitant because they are the defending champs they were getting the ball to start the half maybe they were going to figure something out in the second half and take the lead and you know things could have gone very differently as Stefan Diggs said you know with all those turnovers that game could have ended up very differently but considering the Bills turned the ball over four times and they still won 31-10 that's a scary team they're, they're really good. Um, and I'm not just saying that as a Bills fan, just as a football fan. I don't know how you deal with Josh Allen. In the second half, I think he ended up with uh, eight of his nine carries in the second half. Really just started to understand where the game was, what he needed to do, uh, and just took it over. Ran over Bobby Wagner on his way to the end zone. Didn't really run him over, but Wagner had him in a full bear hug. And Allen just didn't go down, stuck the ball out across the goal line for that touchdown. And that was pretty much the dagger. I think that's the one that made it 24-10. And it was the Diggs 53-yarder that was a nice one. Helped you out in fantasy. I was glad to see it, too. Diggs was having a good game up until that point, but needed that touchdown for fantasy purposes. I had Stafford and Allen Robinson going in that game. Much to my chagrin, but... Across all my leagues, I also had Cooper Cub, Gabriel Davis, and a couple. I played Isaiah McKenzie in one of them. So, overall, I'm happy. Uh, I just hedged my bets a little bit in case it was a high-scoring game. Uh, but, yeah, that was awesome. Met some good people from Florida, from Buffalo. Sat visitor side end zone with all Bills fans. About nine minutes left. The Bills went up, I think it was 31-10 at that point. And the exodus began. You know, <laughs> sure did. Rams fans said, nah, I've had enough of this shit. And uh, I'm not trying to sit in this traffic jam on the way home. So I'm leaving. Uh, and the Bills fans really stuck it out for a long time. And, uh, you know, I hung out. We saw the knee. 
we we saw Josh and Diggs and Von Miller all come to the tunnel and celebrate. Um, but yeah, what a game! What a performance in general! Like to be able to not just win the way they did, but to do it while still really shooting themselves in the foot quite a bit. Super impressive. They are definitely in it to win it. They are, and it's it's really nice having Von Miller on this team. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, his presence has elevated the rest of that D line. They also rehauled the D D line. Daquan Jones played well. Ed Oliver played well. Jordan Phillips played really well himself. Uh, Epinesa had a sack. Boogie had a sack and an interception. Yeah. No complaints. I mean, they'll they'll clean up some of the turnover stuff. My only my only thing would be uh, just let Singletary be the RB one. Like I get it, you have a bunch of running backs, you want to use them all, but if you're going to distribute touches a certain way, let Singletary get the majority of those touches. Use Zach Moss in the short yardage goal line situations. Bring in Cook to spell Singletary on like third downs and stuff if that's what you want to do. But both Moss and Cook fumbled, so you know what? Singletary didn't fumble. Singletary averaged six yards a touch. Get that guy the ball. <laughs> He's the RB1. Uh, but yeah, we're going to get into the games here. We're going to introduce... Oh, we're going to introduce my coffee cup to the microphone stand right there. But uh, we're going to bring in a new little addition to the show. Uh, our dog, <laughs> Ridley, is going to be part of uh, our pick'em show here. So... Unfortunately, she she picked the Rams here in week one, um, and we're going to get her picks for everything else. Rid's picks. Yeah, that's her right there. Um, we'll, <laughs> I don't know if we'll leave that as the overall soundbite, but it'll be something like that. Um, but yeah, she picked the Rams, so I was worried that you know my dog is going to be really good at the pick'em game, and it's going to be a bad omen that she picks against the Bills, but she was also a Falcons fan. Because Calvin Ridley played there, and her name is Ridley. So by default, she's a Falcons fan. She was a Seahawks fan, too, uh, as we were all Marshawn Lynch fans. So, uh, you know, we'll see if she picks the Hawks, though. I don't know. Against Denver, it's going to be an interesting one. That's not the first game, though, babe. What's the first game on deck? Before we get to the picks, I just wanted to take a second to let you know that this episode of the Scheist Podcast Pick'em Show is brought to you by... Absolutely nobody! Uh, Saints at Falcons. Oh, Jameis, Jameis Winston returning from his uh, fractured ankle. Whatever it was. Something gross. But he's back. Uh, looks like Michael Thomas is finally back after a couple years, too. Looks like Kamara will not be serving the suspension at the beginning of this season. So they're going to have him. Uh, they added Jarvis Landry, who, similar to like what Emmanuel Sanders was for them a couple years ago, I think is a good fit. Uh, it would have been better had Drew Brees been there, uh, but they got Marquez Calloway as well, who's started to play well. Uh, they got Mark Ingram back as the number two guy there. They moved Taysom Hill to tight end. So I guess they're planning on getting him the ball in space a little bit more and letting him be physical. We'll see how that works out. Um, but the Saints' defense is theoretically better than the Falcons, and the Falcons have a lot of new pieces in place. They're switching over to Marcus Mariota. Ridley is serving his bogus suspension for gambling. <laughs> um, 
I don't know what's going to go on with Desmond Ritter. Uh, Cordell Patterson looks like he may not be the guy who touches the ball all the time. Uh, they have new running back in the rookie kid, Algier. I forgot who the backup was over there. I got to go with the Saints. In week one, I got to believe that Sean Payton is going to have his team ready to roll. I mean, they beat the, uh, the Packers in week one last season, so I've got to think that they're, you know, going to win this game. The Falcons are at home. Saints are still favored by nearly six on the road, over under of 43. I could see the over in this game if the Falcons uh, are improved in the ways that they should be improved. Um, what's his face? Kyle Pitts is going to be a problem. They got Drake London now, rookie, so we'll see about that, but I don't know. The smart play is probably the under and taking the Saints to cover that five and a half. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Ben? I don't know. I feel a little bit uh, out of the loop. I've paid yeah. attention, but not a lot of attention before. That's fine. It's week one, so, you know. Anything goes, I feel like. Anything goes, and the running backs are uh, Patterson, Damian Williams, ex-Kansas uh, City Chiefs Super Bowl roster running back. I mean, that could be his backfield. The only problem is he's 30 now, so he's not exactly, like, the young guy in the room anymore. And they have Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier behind Cordero Patterson, but... Honestly, like, Damian Williams was a very good running back when he was playing, and then he took that year off for COVID, and it kind of messed things up. The receiver room is a little weird with Cameron Batson, Jared Bernhardt, uh, Demir Bird, Frank Darby, Brian Edwards from the Raiders, uh, Kaderil Hodge came over, uh, Drake London, the rookie, Calvin Ridley on suspension, Olamide Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, Dr. Zayas, I don't know, he's number 17. I always watch out for him, but I don't expect him to be a big fantasy uh, boom this year. Looks like they have six tight ends on the roster. Is that right? That's, what? That's a lot of tight ends. I think this is this got to be before they did the the depth chart because that's way too many guys on the roster. Uh, yeah. So Kyle Pitts at tight end. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. AJ Terrell is one of the best corners in the game. They got Casey Hayward on the other side, so they're gonna be able to you know, match up pretty well, but they're going to have to get after the quarterback. And, uh, I don't know. Jameis Winston does throw interceptions, so the Falcons will have their chance. I could see that over-under line getting uh, blown up in ugly fashion, but I think both teams are kind of in a weird feeling out stage. Me, personally, I would go with the Saints to probably cover that five and a half and take the under, but... You gonna chime in and give a pick on that one or what? It doesn't have to be the official pick that you have listed in your app. I know we play the pick'em game with some mm-hmm. other people around here, and I'm in the other pick'em league now with uh, the Regulators podcast and a whole bunch of other podcasters. So that one's gonna be interesting. But I started off one and zero with those bills. So did I. I know. I can't believe two people picked against them, but that's what they get. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, you gonna give us an answer or no? I mean, I would say Saints. I don't know about the spread, but... Rids picks. I guess they're still her favorite team, the Falcons. Okay. Next. <laughs> Is that okay for you? Yeah, that's fine. All right. 49ers at Bears. Mm, I mean... 
I have, I have to pick the Niners there. I just, the Bears are so weird to me. Um, I know that they finally have committed now to Justin Fields being their guy, but I believe uh, they may have lost. Did they lose Hicks? Yeah, I don't see Hicks on their defense. So they're missing, like, their two guys in the middle of their defense with uh, Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks that both are gone. So it's going to be a way new-look defense. I mean, Eddie Jackson is still a good safety. Uh, Roquan Smith still one of the best linebackers in the game. Robert Quinn, good edge rusher, but I don't know. I'm, I'm yet to yet to be impressed with these Bears, and they lose Allen Robinson, who, you know, a lot of Bears fans weren't liking him anyway, but it's Mooney's got big shoes to step into. I know a lot of people think he's going to be the man. Uh, I actually like Justin Fields a lot, but uh, that Niners defense, I think, is a headache for this Bears team. And Trey Lance gives them uh, that extra level of surprise where it's like they're not playing a conservative Jimmy G team. The Niners are going to take some shots downfield. I've got to think the Niners win. Seven is a really big spread in week one. <sighs> yeah, but that defense. I'll, I'll take the Niners to cover, actually. And 40 and a half over under. Seems high. It does. Niner, Niners probably control that game. Defensively, I mean, Fields probably still make some plays, make it interesting. I'll probably take the under on that too. It's week one. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at probably a lot of underperformance. I mean, like, look at the Rams. Like, they were a Super Bowl team. They scored 10 points. I mean, you know, the over under on that game was 52, and I took the under. So I had Bills winning uh, the under, but I had it at 51 <laughs> points, and they scored 41 combined. So. You know, some of these teams are just not going to be ready to start the regular season. And not everybody is the Bills who have been thinking about that 13-second game. You know, this was... For six months. Yeah, exactly. That was six months of the Bills waiting to get back on the field. Yeah. And you could see it in the way they played. So, not every team is like that. Uh, I think the Niners might be one of those teams that is remembering how they, you know, just narrowly missed out on going to the Super Bowl. Um, so... Niners probably going to exercise some demons of their own on the Bears. I'll take the Niners to cover, and I'll go under on that. 40 and a half. All right. Next up. Did you pick somebody in this game? Oh. Yeah, you're part of this show, babe. you got to make picks, too. I know that you read the intros, but you also have to make a pick. I know, but I don't want to make a pick while we're doing the pick -em. It's fine. You don't have to. You can even ah. throw a curveball here. You can tell some other stuff. You, the, your official score comes from the pick'em game that we play so you can completely lie to me here in this show and lie to the audience i'm not good at lying <laughs> you're not so just give me <laughs> give me a winner all right niners rids picks rids takes the bears okay next game steelers at Bengals. interesting game new quarterback for the steelers kind of New look offense with Juju gone, Deontay Johnson being the guy now. Uh, Najee Harris really had a good second half of the season. Interested to see what Mitch Trubisky does. I think the Bengals being favored by seven is kind of a lot in this game. Um, like the Steelers defense is still, still has Cameron Hayward and JJ Watt if I'm not mistaken. 
Uh, they added Levi Wallace from the Bills, who I know is good. Uh, and if they still have, you know, oh, Levi Wallace isn't even the starting corner on this team. That's interesting. So he didn't even make the starting uh, starting two. You got Edmonds and Fitzpatrick as safety. That's still good. Miles Jack, Devin Bush, Watt, Hayward, Ogunjobi. Uh, and I think uh, Ogunjobi came from Cincy, if I'm not mistaken. So honestly... This could be a spoiler game right here for the for the Steelers to sneak one out against the Bengals. I'm definitely taking the Steelers to cover. Seven's too much. Uh, I know the Bengals are good. I know they're explosive. I know that I think they beat the Steelers both times last year. Um, but shit, I don't know. Mike Tomlin's a good coach. I might I might pick the Steelers to win this game outright. To be honest, it's not that I don't like the Bengals. I know they're good. I know they'll get it together, but. The team that loses the Super Bowl typically has a weird following season. And the Steelers aren't ready to let the Bengals just be the kings of the north yet. And that, that division is going to be a fight. All those games are going to be tough. Seven's too much. Way too much. Uh, if it was Cincy by two, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. But Cincy by seven says there is zero faith in the Steelers. And the Steelers run the ball well. Their defense uh, got some nice additions. You still got TJ Watt. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like the Steelers in this one. Sorry, Bengals. No offense. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm going Bengals in this one. Yeah, I can't blame you. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, we're on straight picks. You're not picking against the spread. It's just the spread that kind of moved me off of uh, the Bengals a little bit. But that, that means the money has moved towards them. I wonder what the original spread was. But right now, it's seven. Over under 44 and a half. I say over. Rids picks. The defending AFC champion Bengals. Well, I need the Bengals defense mm. to make, help me not regret. Yeah. Not you never know. The Bills. Mitch Trubisky has not really started an NFL game in a while. So we don't remember what he looks like as a starting NFL quarterback. Uh... It's not like he's incapable. I've, you know, I watched him practice with the Bills many times, and it's like he still has a pretty good arm, still throws a pretty good ball most of the time. It's going to be decision-making at full speed. That's going to be the test for Mitch. He came out and, like, you know, did some quarterback kneels, did some slides, threw a pass here or there. I don't know. Oh, look at this. 20, 20 minutes ago. It just updated? No. Bills, Jordan Poyer, agree to reworked contract. Two million in incentives. Nice. Wow. When Poyer came up with that interception in the Bills game at SoFi, I'm screaming on the field, pay this man. So I'm glad they worked something out. Um, I mentioned it, I think, in my show yesterday that they got to find they got to find a way to work something out. But uh, anyway, moving on. Moving on. Alrighty. Eagles at Lions. Everybody's super high on the Eagles, um, but even so, Eagles are only favored by five in this game against the Lions team that won, what, two games last year? So this one I'm saying, the spread is pretty indicative of how people are actually feeling about this game. Obviously, I think a lot of people look at the Lions and they've seen uh, Hard Knocks, which I want to watch and just haven't watched yet, but the Lions have gotten some weapons back. They can't really go down from where they were. Uh, but if the Eagles are as good as they're supposed to be, 
they still have a pretty good defense. Jalen Hurts is supposedly finally the man now. He's coming into his own. Uh, they added some weaponry for him on offense. It should help Devonta Smith. Should help Sanders, Gainwell, all the running backs. And uh, I think if you go to like the most dynamic guy on the field, that's on the Eagles side of things, and I think they have the better defense. So I will take the Eagles, and I'll take them to win by five. Over-under is interesting. 48 and a half. That's kind of high for that game. But I'm not 100% sure about the Lions' defense yet. So I'm still going to go under, though. I mean, I'm trying not to pick... I, I always try not to pick all against what the odds or Yahoo apps projection of the winning team is. Mm -hmm. But I kind of feel like Eagles. Rids picks the Hard Knocks Lions. Okay. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Next. <laughs> Patriots at Dolphins. Miami favored by three and a half is interesting. Uh, I mean, the Patriots were still a playoff team. They didn't necessarily get better, but I wouldn't say that they got worse either. And if they stayed the same personnel-wise, then they should theoretically improve. Um, they added Devontae Parker, who helps. I mean, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker, then uh, Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, like... They have some good stuff in place there. Uh, David Andrews, Trent Brown. Their defense still has Lawrence Guy, Matthew Judon. Um, they did lose... What's his face? Can't remember. The guy that Diggs kept scorching. Uh, JC Jackson, who was supposedly the best corner in the league, who got roasted by Stephon Diggs. Uh, so they got Jalen Mills back. Or they have Jalen Mills, I should say. Um... They still have Devin McCourty back there. So their secondary is not necessarily great. Their linebackers maybe not great either, but you know what? I am not ready to be a full-time believer in this Dolphins team just yet. I, I'm going to need to see them actually do it. I don't know if it's two a time. The Patriots still have good defensive schemes for guys like that. I mean, Tyreek Hill definitely is a game-changing kind of player for the Dolphins, but you still got to get them the ball, and you still got to not make mistakes with that football. So even though they're at home, I like the Patriots in this one. No, I don't like the Patriots. I will pick the Patriots. <laughs> Ooh. Other than that, they can F right off. <laughs> not not into them. Uh, I'm going to go Dolphins. Rids picks. I guess it's two a time. She took the Dolphins. All right. I mean, I get it. 46 and a half over under. I'll take, I'll take the over. I think they can score on each other. I could see a 24-23 game. Something like that. I think they can get over that. All right. Uh, next. Um, Ravens at Jets. This is an interesting one because the Ravens, you know, they're still in contract negotiation stuff with Lamar. I think they nope. put it on hold for the season. No, they're not. I saw this morning he declined the offer. Yeah. No, my point being that, like, they still have that looming over them. They're not actively in negotiations. But 
they have not signed him to a deal. Is what you're saying? He declined. No, he he declined and said this is his last year with the Ravens. Oh wow, why even play then? Just give the team to Tyrell Huntley at that point, or Tyler Huntley. Yeah, Huntley's pretty good. He's just a little small, um, but I mean he can move. He makes good reads. He's got good feet. Uh, but yeah, like if you're the Ravens, you might as well just try and trade Lamar for whatever you can get at this point. Do you think that's why he would make that like a public statement? To so try that, and get out of there. To try and get them to trade him. Right, well, if he's like saying saying I'm done, like how, if you're the Ravens, how do you trust that he's going to go out there and like try to win games for you? Yeah, it's like quitting a job and saying, "But I'll give you six weeks' notice." And what are you really going to do in those last six weeks? Train your replacement. Shit, I might have to find some leagues where Tyler Huntley's available. If if you play fantasy, like he put up some decent numbers uh, when he was the starter. Ooh, that's going to be a messy situation. Baltimore by six and a half definitely doesn't look good under those circumstances. I know their defense is finally like getting back. They're getting some of their guys healthy on offense as well. They're in New York. I don't know what the weather is. It looks like it's going to be 80. So nice and toasty. I don't know if I'm ready to give the Jets that much of an advantage, but <laughs> honestly, locker room stuff like that is not good. Yeah. I probably need some upsets in here. I could see the Jets winning. Baltimore by six and a half is a lot, especially when your star quarterback says he's not going to play uh, <laughs> on your team anymore. He says, I'm done. Because, like, imagine Lamar Jackson goes out there this season and gets hurt, right? Then what does he get? Well, if they end the contract or he's saying, like, this is it, and he does get hurt, what is what is the... What do the Ravens do? Are they stuck? If he gets hurt? Yeah. I mean, the Ravens already have his backup at least, but... And they don't owe him any uh, big guaranteed money. Um, I don't see anywhere here that it says he's done. I just see fail to reach agreement. So it could be that he's playing for his uh, extension. <sighs> Interesting. But yeah the whole Deshaun Watson debacle factors into this let's see three hours ago still very confident the two sides will reach a contract extension at some point all right so Lamar's probably not done with the team but he's betting on himself he wants guaranteed money and I don't blame him uh, he's got more MVPs than Deshaun Watson or Josh Allen, for that matter. I, I mean, I'll take Allen over Lamar, but Lamar's got a case to get paid. So, I mean, Kyler Murray just got a big deal. And you're talking about, like, oh, we don't know if we want to pay our MVP winner. Baltimore can fuck off. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I mean, if Lamar plays, they probably still win, unless he's, like, point-shaven or something. But... Six and a half is a little too funky for me to like that spread. And it comes down to like how much the Jets have improved. Uh, I know a guy who's a Jets fan who believes that they have improved quite a lot. That they're uh, pretty deep. I like their receivers, honestly. It's going to be whether or not um, Joe Flacco can beat his old team in this first game of the season. I'm going to unfortunately say probably not. Uh, but depending on what goes on with the Ravens, I could see the Jets covering. Over under 44. Hmm. Over. 
What do you think? I'm gonna say under. But who are you picking to win? Well, that's a good question because that's I feel the like question. I know. Thank you. I feel like of snark. all the the times, <laughs> Mr. Snark, DJ Snark. I feel like of all the times where I've been like, I'm always picking against the Jets. They win the most random games, and this kind of feels like one of those games. Rids picks. Rids is rolling with the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, they beat the Titans and the Bengals last year, and then they beat the Rams two years ago, so it's like when they play their game, they're good, just they're inconsistent. Uh, I'm trying to find, I swear I, I saw Lamar's statement was that this was his final year on social media. Final year on social media? Sorry. No, I found <laughs> it on social media, but I can't find what the post was now. Gotcha. Uh, if you find that, maybe I'll just plug it into the show okay. at some point. Um, here, I'll be able to fix that. You pause the recording? Yeah, we're good now. I created a break in the track, so that way... I know exactly where to insert that information otherwise. If I find it. If you find it. All right, what's the next game? Damn, it seems like there's so many games. There is. <laughs> we went through having no football for so long and now under pressure to get these picks out and having done very little research and just being completely overwhelmed by football season returning and trying to manage multiple podcasts and a website and a film club. Oh my goodness. What have I done? What have you done? What have I done? All right. Next up is Jaguars at Commanders. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, on paper, the Commanders are better. They got better. I don't know that adding Christian Kirk to the receiver room for the Jaguars is the impactful kind of thing that they think it's going to be. And, you know, I would have worked to find a way to get Chark back if I were them. Um LaVisca Chenault is not, like, the guy that was theorized a couple years ago. It's not like he's bad or anything, but I think they have Marvin Jones Jr. also. So it's like, I don't really think they have the weaponry uh, in place to be the kind, to make the kind of leap that they uh, hope is going to be the case, right? Uh, Dan Arnold, who kind of was their guy, is now their third string tight end. Evan Ingram, who couldn't hang on the Giants and then I think where did he go he went to like the Raiders or something and got cut from the Raiders I don't remember exactly but couldn't even make a different starting roster after he got cut from his original team so now he's here with Zay Jones Marvin Jones Christian Kirk like to me that's not really a good receiver room it's not a terrible one but in comparison to other teams around the league not so much not even comparison to the team that they're playing so this whole Jacksonville experiment is hinging very much on the idea that Travis Etienne coming back from the Liz Frank injury uh, is going to elevate Trevor Lawrence to a whole new level. And uh, James Robinson coming back, I think, from his Achilles injury will be part of that. But, I mean, to me, they're a running football team, which is weird when you go out and spend the kind of draft pick on Trevor Lawrence. Um, they also drafted uh, Trayvon Walker from... I don't know where, but he was their number one pick this year, if I'm correct. They got Shaquille Griffin, who's, you know, playing close to home. Ex-Seahawk, good player. Uh, they have the other Josh Allen, who has his moments of being very good. But to me, I'm not looking at a defense that, like, terrifies me. 
the only question on the other side of the ball is, you know, Mr. Wentz. <laughs> Mr. Carson Wentz. Um, on paper, had a good season. Last year, I think he had 27 picks, 7 touchdowns, something like that. But the turnovers that he had were, like, the bad turnovers. The really, really bad ones. Not like, oh, this was a, a good decision and the defender made a good play. It was like, this is an awful decision. And that's the scary thing is the really poor decision making. It's one thing to like knowingly take a high risk play where the reward is good, but to be getting tackled and then put the ball underhand and try and flip it to somebody and get that ball picked off or to put the ball into your left hand while you're getting tackled in the end zone and try and throw it and then throw a pick six with your left hand. Like, there's just really, really catastrophically bad interceptions like that. Um, bad decision-making. Other than that, I think he's an upgrade over Heineke. Um, Brian Robinson, who was going to be the starter, is out with those gunshot wounds. So Gibson is back as the starter. McKissick, I like. Scary Terry, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. I like that trio of receivers for the most part. Logan Thomas at tight end always hurt, so don't ever know what's going to happen with him, but they need to move on and find something else at tight end. No offense to Logan Thomas, but if Washington's going to be consistent, they need a guy who's going to be on the field, and him starting the season questionable is just not great. Um, they have some good players on the, the O-line. They still have uh, Montez Sweat. They still have, oh, I see they have Kendall Fuller. Um, Chase Young is out, so that's not good for their defense going into week one. Um, I don't know. Their defense looks like it's missing some names that I'm familiar with. They got F.A. Obata from the Bills and backup. Uh, John Bostic playing backup. St. Juiced, cornerback, nickelback maybe. And... Uh, Cameron Curl, their starting safety is out too. So, you know, this is a game where they're going in a little banged up to this first game, but I still think they're just a little bit more seasoned, a little more experienced. They should be able to win this game. However, Carson Wentz had a game against this Jacksonville team at the end of last season where it would have been Colts win and they're in the playoffs. And he shit the bed. And I think the Colts are the better team than the Commanders, so... I mean, at least they're not in Jacksonville. I think it's just a thing. With the Colts, they go to Jacksonville and they lose. You can pencil that as a loss. I think they've lost like seven in a row in Jacksonville. It happened at the beginning of the previous season, too. The only game that Jacksonville won was the opener against Phillip Rivers and the Colts. Mm -hmm. So there's just something funky about when... The Colts go to Jacksonville, but this game is in Washington. I, I gotta pick Washington. They're only they're favored by three. I think that's fine. Over under forty four. I'll probably go under on that. Uh, Trevor Lawrence only had twelve touchdowns last year. Someone tried to tell me that he's gonna be far and away the best quarterback in the AFC South, and I said based on what? I was like he didn't even finish as the best. Like the other rookie in the AFC South was already better than him last year. And he said, no, eyeball test, yada, yada. But he's also a DC guy. Um, so he'll probably be pulling for the commanders in this. That's my buddy, Jeff Hooks, at the Let It Ride podcast. He'll listen to this and be like, hey, man, don't throw me under the bus like that. 
but I lost that Aaron Rodgers bet. So I'm going to take this bet that any other quarterback in the AFC South will finish with a better season than Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence should improve, but he had 12 touchdowns and 17 picks. So tied for the league lead in picks last year. Um, they did get slightly better on offense. That should help him. He's tall. He is going to get out of the stupid Urban Meyer situation. They have a new coach, but again, it's like new coach, second year. We'll see. It actually helps them to run the ball a little bit more, take less, put less pressure on him. What I didn't like seeing was that there was eight games last season where Trevor Lawrence didn't have one touchdown. That's half the season where he didn't even throw a touchdown. And you're trying to tell me that he's going to be the best quarterback in the division when Davis Mills is already better last season. Matt Ryan's in this division now. And uh, who else? Who else plays in this division? Jags, Colts. Oh, Ryan Tannehill. I mean, Lawrence may end up better than Tannehill. I'll give him that. But Trevor Lawrence could very easily finish as the worst quarterback in this division again. Um, so I'm, st I'm going to stick with the Commanders. What you got? Um, I'll probably go Commanders, too. Rids picks. Commanders. I'm very close to the microphone. Commanders. Sorry, I'm delirious. <laughs> took a little Advil cold and sinus. Did you take sinus. it? I was going to say, I did took you that Advil cold it? and sinus, and I'm stoned. <laughs> that and some allergy medicine? Oh, I'm smashed. You may need to edit this. Woo! No, we're not editing shit. <laughs> this is what the people tune in for. Your stonedness? No, just just me getting to be myself, you being yourself. Okay. They could go anywhere to listen to a football show with experts. They could go to any other show to listen to people who do their homework before they get on the air. <laughs> but they come here to listen to us. Wing it. Wing it, yeah. All right. Ready? Ready. Browns at Panthers. Fuck the Browns, but I do have Nick Chubb, and Watson's not playing right now. This game is a push. It's Baker Mayfield at home against his old team. You know, he's got something to prove. Christian McCaffrey is quote-unquote healthy for now. Um, and if he's anywhere near where he was, even if he's 90% of what he was beforehand, he can still be the best overall running back in the league. Um... So, that potential is there. Uh, it'll help Baker to have a guy like that. Be a dual threat guy. Um, I think the Browns defense is pretty good, though. And I'm playing the Browns defense, so I need them to play well. But I'm also playing Nick Chubb. So, Browns on the road. Jacoby Brissett. I think the Browns probably edge it out, but I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina wins this kind of game for Baker. I wouldn't even be surprised if the Browns defense is like, you know, we, we know Baker, we love Baker. Like, he played hurt for us. He made some mistakes, but, like, he never wasn't, like, in it for them, you know? His shoulder was way messed up. And it may have been better to not play at some points, but he always got out there and tried. Uh, so this could be a situation where... They take it easy on him. Yeah. Straight up. The Browns may just kind of let him have it. I mean, they know that they need to win, but in certain situations where it's like, look, this is my friend. I'm not going to, like, smash him. 
that could allow Baker Mayfield to make an important throw, you know? So, oh man, now I'm thinking the Panthers. It's a, it's a coin toss game. It's literally even over under 42. I'm going to say, I'm going to say over and fuck it. I'll take the Panthers. Panthers too. Yeah. All right. Reds picks. Panthers at home. All right. Colt. Because screw the Browns. That's right. Next. Colts at Texans. I, I would like Nick Chubb to run for 120 yards and a touchdown, though. They can lose all they want, but give me give me Chubb City. <laughs> now that's just getting greedy. Well, yeah, that's why I drafted Nick Chubb. What'd you say? What's this next game? I know what it is, but say <laughs> it again. Focus. 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 Colts at Texans. Colts, Texans. Another battle of the AFC South as the Colts go to Houston to take on the Texans. Uh, well, the Colts technically <laughs> should be better. I got Jonathan Taylor in some leagues too, so... Are the Colts seven points better? I mean, I'm pretty sure they beat the snot out of the Texans both times they played them last year. And Jonathan Taylor had good games. But this is, uh, this is a different looking Texans team. They finally have the drama behind them. Davis Mills is a good young quarterback. I don't know if they really added enough receiver help, but Damian Pierce being the guy um, looks really good. So they're gonna they're gonna try to present the same identity of uh, run the ball, throw it when they need to, be efficient, uh, and it's gonna be on whether or not their defense is good enough. And you know, <sighs> I'm not the biggest Matt Ryan fan. Uh, he is a good quarterback. Is he an improvement over Carson Wentz? Probably a little bit, but. Carson Wentz can at least move like man Matt Ryan looks like he's playing in the mud or something out there half the time he's so slow and I feel bad for him I mean he's 37 he's younger than me but something about his footwork just looks kind of gross and I don't know if that was like playing in Atlanta and being constantly under pressure but ever since uh Kyle Shanahan left his uh, footwork in the pocket has looked just really weird, so I don't know if it's something about the way they used the scheme, but I mean, there's a couple games where it looked like he was just a mannequin out there, like just waiting to get hit by the defense, and that's not a good formula. Fortunately, uh, the Colts run the ball really well. That may be able to like get Matt Ryan in rhythm. Uh, maybe they like specifically worked on some stuff, but in that first preseason game against the Bills, it was like the Colts starters playing against the Bills second stringers, and the Colts look like shit. So, I don't have a ton of faith in the Colts, but they got the better defense. They got the better run game. They theoretically should have the better quarterback. Uh, Brandon Cooks might be the best receiver in that game, though. Uh, seven seems like a lot, even though they did beat him up a couple times. I'll take the Colts, but I kind of like Houston to cover. They might get blown out, but, you know... 45 and a half, I'll say over, and Texans cover, but Colts win. Colts win. Rids picks. Rids is rolling with the Texans. All right, next. Giants at Titans. Tennessee favored by five and a half. Uh, I mean, all the things that the Giants have done to help them, I don't think have been designed to stop a Derrick Henry and he's coming back after that foot injury. 
You know, they're adding Robert Woods. Traylon Burks has not necessarily been the biggest breakout star so far through uh, practice and camp for them through preseason. They do have Austin Hooper at tight end, but this is a much different looking team than it was a couple seasons ago. So their window is closing and closing rapidly. <sighs> Tannehill's getting paid a lot of money. I don't know. I don't think the Titans are nearly as good as they were. I think their 12 and 5 was a little over, you know, overblown already last season. And now they lose. In the last two years, they've lost AJ Brown, Julio Jones, Corey Davis. Uh, I think Jonu Smith left them as well a couple years ago to go to the Patriots. So, I mean, you have four of your best receiving weapons gone. They're basically Derrick Henry and Robert Woods at this point. And Woods is coming off an ACL tear, so we don't know what he's going to look like. Uh, I like Robert Woods a lot. Tennessee probably does win this game. I don't know if they cover five and a half. I mean, Wandale Robinson is projected in some leagues to play really well in this game. The rookie for them, for the Giants. But this is it's going to come down to Daniel Jones. Like, is he finally going to be the guy that the Giants drafted him to be? He's He's got a lot of good tools. He has moments where he's played really well, but overall... Uh, definitely underwhelming. I think he's in his fifth year. Got drafted the same year. No, he got drafted the year after Josh Allen. So he's in his fourth year. But he's, what are the excuses? Like last year, the whole Giants team was hurt. So I get it. Like you're not really going to produce when your entire starting roster is out. But I mean, you got Galladay. You got Sterling. I don't know if Slayton's still there. But you got Wandale Robinson. You got Kadarius Toney. Like they drafted a good, uh, I think it was a right tackle to help them along the O-line. Saquon's healthy. There's no excuses anymore. So the Giants can win this game if if they're prepared and if they live up to their potential. Uh, they finally got rid of Judge as well, uh, the coach. So I think like it feels like a dark cloud has been lifted off the Giants, but they still have to go out there and earn it. And you still got Derrick Henry to deal with. And so who's the best player on the field in that game? Henry. Henry given Sunday. No. No. By any by Henry means necessary. All right. <laughs> Either way. Either way. I think he's the best player on the field. Give him the ball 30 times. If the Giants can't slow it down, then they're going to be struggling with down and distance. Pressure is going to be on. Frable is a good defensive coach, so I will take the Titans. I kind of like the Giants to get inside of that five and a half points, though. They might get smashed. Who knows? I'll, I'll go over 44 also in that game. Rid's picks. Ridley's rolling with the Texans. Next. Packers at Vikings. The Packers at the Vikings. Green Bay favored by one and a half. I am going Vikings. I'm going Vikings too. Yeah, I got, I got Kirk Cousins stock in a couple of leagues. Uh, he's my backup, but he may be my starter after the way Matt Stafford played in week one. Uh, but this is a new Packers team. It, uh, you know, Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson. Like, I don't know. This is not this is not the Devontae Adams era. It, yeah, that's over. Aaron Rodgers is still good. He'll still get a lot out of these young guys, but you don't have that ace in the hole anymore. It's going to be a lot of throwing the ball to Aaron Jones, a lot of Dylan. And then on defense, like, I like Jaron Reed. I like Preston Smith. Uh, Jair Alexander is good. Darnell Savage is good. Um, and they have shut down 
the Minnesota run game in the past. I mean, I think with the season on the line last year, our guy lost in the championship because Dalvin Cook did absolutely nothing against his defense. And I have Dalvin Cook stock as well, so I am concerned. But I also see um, Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari both questionable. Alan Lazard's doubtful already to start this game. They're on the road. They got smashed by New Orleans to start the season last year. I'll take the team that's got uh, Justin Jefferson. Because it's like Aaron Rodgers is the best player on the field. Okay, whatever. But who's the best like skill position player in that matchup? Jefferson. Him and Thielen are significantly better, I would say, than the Packers lineup of receivers. And then you get Osborne. You get Irv Smith. Uh, Dalvin. As long as Kirk Cousins doesn't lose the game for him, I think they probably win and win easily. So I'll go Vikings. I'll, I'll pick that upset, no problem. I mean, every time I picked the Vikings last year, they let me down. But this is kind of a make it or break it year for them too. So it's like Adams is finally gone. Like you can smell the blood in the water for the Packers and the Lions aren't going to win that division. The Bears probably aren't going to win that division. So if it's any time where Cousins has been on this team where they can be the NFC North champs, it's this year. And if they don't strike while the iron's hot, then I, you got to blow this team up, I think. Like, the, probably the Kirk Cousins experiment is over. Maybe even move on from Dalvin Cook and just go to their younger guys. Like, you know, re-sign Madison. Let Cook go elsewhere with his injury problem. They drafted a rookie running back as well. You still have Jefferson. You still have Osborne and Thielen. So you may just have to change what this team is, but they threw the ball 591 times last year. So they're already a team that's moved away from the Zimmer style of like defense and run game. But really it's Minnesota's defense that let them down last year. Like they scored points. Kirk Cousins, I think had like 30 touchdowns, had a good solid uh, season as a starter. It was more, uh, but they got Harrison Phillips from the Bills. I like that pick. Danielle Hunter, that's a good one. Eric Kendricks, one of the better linebackers in the league. They got Zadaria Smith from the Packers. Yeah, Patrick Peterson, maybe not what he was, but that's okay. They still got Harrison Smith. Uh, I don't know, Jordan Hicks? Like, I think Minnesota wins and wins comfortably in this game. I just hope that Dalvin Cook can actually have a decent one. Ritz picks. It's unanimous. Rids is taking the Vikings, too. Next. Chiefs at Cardinals. Chiefs and the Cardinals. What are we at? 49 minutes? I think we can get through this just over an hour. Uh, this is the DeAndre Hopkins list Cardinals still. And you know what? I'm just not a believer in Kyler Murray. He's a, he's a good player. He's quick. He's got arm strength. Uh, he's got a lot of good intangibles. But I have yet to see the guy that scares me as a quarterback. And no disrespect to Kyler. Very good player. Just at this point, I don't think uh, he's the man yet. Still young. Just signed that big deal. They got him doing uh, homework as part of his contract, which is uh, a scary proposition to think that you have to force your starting quarterback to actually do film study. And I just think without Hopkins, they're they're going to be hard-pressed for points. They lost Kirk as well. So it's an older A.J. Green. It's Zach Ertz. Uh, it's Connor. Who's their offense? James Connor. They got Hollywood Brown, but, you know, they're acting like this is going to be like a game-changing type of player for them, and I don't know that it is. 
Rondell Moore is out. Hopkins suspended. Ertz is already questionable. Um, J.J. Watt's questionable already. Surprise, surprise. And they lost... Um, we were just talking about it yesterday. Uh, Chandler. Mm. Chanandler bing bong. <laughs> I need Mahomes to go crazy. Uh, yeah, Mahomes probably will do pretty well against this defense, especially without the presence of Chandler Jones. So, yep, I'll go Chiefs. I'll take them to cover. No problem. Um, that is a what? That is a six, six and a half? Yeah, that's fine. And Chiefs by a touchdown in Arizona. Over under 53 and a half? I say under. Chiefs, Chiefs beat him up. I think the Cardinals struggle to score. Rids picks. Rids is rocking with Arizona. All right, what's next? Raiders at Chargers. Raiders at the Chargers. Interesting game. Chargers favored by three and a half. Over under 52. I think they split last season. I, I have no idea. To me, this is a coin toss game. I don't think the Chargers should be favored here, especially with the addition of Devontae Adams, uh, Chandler Jones. Uh, the Chargers did add Khalil Mack, though. So both of these teams really retooled to uh, get after it this season. Oh, no. Sorry. Chandler Jones went to the Raiders. So, yeah, sorry. Chandler Jones is on the Raiders. Khalil Mack is on the Chargers. So they both went out and got extra edge pressure. I would be tempted to say that the Chargers defense is only slightly better on the back end. The Raiders might be a little bit better up front. But then it's like, sure, you got Crosby and you got Jones. But on the other side, you got Bosa and you got Khalil Mack. So, uh, man, this, this is going to be a game. This might be the game of the week right here just because... Uh-oh. It's going to the... We ran out of music, but I digress. I don't know in this game. To me, complete coin toss. The only thing I can see is over under 52. That's tough, but I say probably over. Both of these teams can score. I think 26. This is going to be a 30-30 afternoon type of game. And they're, they're going to push each other. They know each other really well. Although the defenses are good and have improved as well, so maybe it doesn't quite get to 52. I could see a 27-24 kind of struggle as well. That's a 51-point game. Shit, I don't know. My gut says Chargers because of Justin Herbert, but... Man, Devontae Adams is going to team up with Derek Carr again. They're going to be playing like they were in college together because they were... And you see what that has done for Joe Burrow and uh, Jamar Chase. Chase. Yeah, like, just the ability to play with, like, your friend. Like, your actual friend from school. Like, that is a, a big difference maker. So, I mean, I think that's what Jacksonville's hoping for. I think ATN and Lawrence play together at Clemson, so. I think that's what they're going for. <laughs> but, shit, I don't know. Chargers are at home. I don't know. Something in my head is saying Raiders. So I'm going Raiders. Because the Raiders at least made the playoffs. So they might be a little bit further ahead. Chargers still made a lot of late mistakes. And it's the Chargers coach that made those mistakes. So he's... And he didn't apologize for it. He's like, no, we're just going to keep playing that way. It's like, all right. Well, you guys missed the playoffs because of your dumb play calling shit. So... All right, enjoy those analytics and your uh, off season while you look in the mirror. 
but yeah, they had the Chiefs beaten in that game, and they just kept letting the Chiefs stay in it, and then eventually they lost. But that would have given them the division lead late in the season. It would have kept them in the conversation to be the division winners and the wild card. And then they ended up missing out on both. The Raiders sneak in there. And then Josh McDaniels taking over for the Raiders, so we're going to see a little bit more pass-happy offense there, too. I don't know. Herbert's better than Carr, though. I don't think there's any doubts. Yeah. I'd say probably Raiders. Oh, interesting. All right. I don't have a good answer for you on that one. It's it's too close of a game. I think three and a half is uh, not an accurate spread. I'd say Chargers one and a half makes sense at home. Three and a half, I don't think, respects the Raiders enough. And the Chargers' run defense last year was uh, abysmal. So if the Raiders can run the ball, control the clock, then Adams, Waller, Renfro. Yeah, it's not going to be easy for the Chargers, especially if they can't stop the run. And I don't think adding Khalil Mack gives them the kind of run-stopping presence that uh, that they needed to address. Well, let's see who they have in the interior. Austin Johnson, Sebastian Joseph Day, and they got Kyle Van Noy. Drew Tranquil is injured. JC Jackson's doubtful. So, I mean, their secondary is good, but if JC's not even playing, then I don't know how they're going to match up with Waller, who just re-signed a three-year extension. So, yep, I don't know. The the whispers of Raiders have just been like in my head. So, as, as much as I think the Chargers are going to be good by the end of the season. This is a tough test right out of the gates. Rids picks. Rids is taking the Chargers. And I would actually prefer this to be the Sunday night game instead of Bucks Cowboys, which was the kickoff game last year. But I understand Brady, Dak, Cowboys, yada yada. This time it's in Dallas. Sorry, I took your job from you, but we're moving on to the next game, and that's the Bucks at the Cowboys. Tampa's favored by two and a half on the road, over under a fifty and a half. Is it still recording? Yeah, oh. still recording. The music just went off because normally we only do this segment at about 45 minutes total length. So okay, okay. Um, we're good, though. We're still under an hour. Tampa, two and a half. It's going to come down to whether or not the whole Tom Brady off the field drama is uh, too much. If he's distracted and he's not playing good football, then Dallas is going to win that game. But Tom just, you know, is Tom. They got everything in place that they need. They're, they're retooled. They're regrouped. They obviously think they can win a Super Bowl again or Tom wouldn't be back. Yeah, but how much is this personal stuff going to interfere? That's the question. And uh, like say he doesn't play well, you really you don't run the ball on Tampa. Nobody's really been able to successfully run the ball on them uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, they have Akeem Hicks now. Oh, God. Uh, they got Vita Vea, Golston. Looks like they lost uh, JPP. Still have Devin White, Lamonte David, Shaq Barrett, Dean, Winfield, Edwards, Carlton Davis. So their secondary, their linebacker core is all the same. And it looks like they switched to a 3-4 with Akeem Hicks in the middle. They're going to go with a lot more linebacker speed on the field. Uh, that's kind of scary to think, though. Uh, so you got one of the best D tackles in the game. Uh, but he's playing DN for them. They got Vita Vey at nose tackle, Golston on the other side. The defense is still pretty good, but there looks like there may be some opportunity to run against a 3-4 instead of the, the traditional like 4-3 look that they were given last season. 
They got Julio Jones over there, who is healthy for the time being until he injures himself at some point, for sure. Uh, I got I gotta go with Tampa, but I, I'm gonna have to keep a close eye on like the Tom Brady drama situation with Giselle, because at any given time he may just be like, "All right, I have to leave and like deal with my divorce." That's not good. No. What do you got? You got Bucks or Cowboys? I mean, I want to say Bucks just because of Brady, but I don't know where his head is at, so. Yeah, but I mean, for me, the Cowboys, it's like, okay, you got CeeDee Lamb and then what, Dalton Schultz, Gallup, it will be back at some point. Um, I think they have a rookie somewhere else over there. It's going to be a lot of Pollard in the slot. I do have Pollard stock in fantasy. I think that's, uh, he had a 1,000 all-purpose yards last year, so he's he's a... He's a good option to have. I have Zeke, too. So, against this 3-4, I think there may be more run success. And if Dallas can run the ball successfully, they can win this game. Uh, if they were forced to throw uh, every down, kind of like get behind, they throw 40, 50 times, I think Tampa probably cruises. But if Dallas can run, they can win. And they're at home. So, we shall see. We shall. But losing Amari Cooper uh, is going to hurt them more than they realize now Amari Cooper made it very easy for CeeDee Lamb to get favorable matchups uh, and not to say that CeeDee Lamb is not good and can't win one-on-ones on his own but he's going to get a lot more attention this year and I don't know if they have a number two next to him that's going to be as uh, amenable to producing so I will go Bucks for the time being. I don't know if that will be my final pick on the roster, but I just have to favor them for now because it's Tom Brady. Rids picks. Rids is going with the Cowboys. All right, what's next? What's last? Broncos at Seahawks. Oh, Russell Wilson returning to Seattle on Monday night. Denver's favored by six and a half. So they obviously think Seattle is garbage. Uh, but Penny look, has looked pretty good. You know, Geno Smith, probably not going to outplay Russell Wilson, but he's going to have his moments. Geno Smith was in a bunch of games last year as the starter. He just turned the ball over at the end when the game was on the line, and that is definitely going to get you killed more often than not. And it did. I think they lost all three games where he started. And then Russ kind of rushed his uh, injury recovery to try and give them a chance to win. So it's not like Russell Wilson didn't have the heart in it for Seattle last year. Because uh, his finger was demolished. And he tried to force his way back. And he didn't play well at first, but he tried to help them win. So, I mean, that's admirable. He still moves on. He steps into a place where he's got uh, a lot of new receivers, a lot of new faces, new coach, new O-line, new defense. I think saying Denver is favored by six and a half might be a little bit of fool's gold uh, because if Denver can just get out of this game with a win in any way, it'll be helpful. But, I mean, who knows Russell Wilson better than Pete Carroll? I don't think anybody does. So if you if you have any tendencies that you kind of can coach into your defense to watch out for Russ, this is going to be a tough game for Russell Wilson. There's going to be a lot of emotion for him too coming back. I don't think it's a walk in the park for Denver at uh, touchdown favorites. So, I think, I don't know, 44 is kind of low. 
That's what, 23-21 kind of game? 24-20? No, that makes sense. So, I say under. And Seattle covers six and a half. But Denver maybe ekes it out. Rids picks. It's the only road team on her list. Still a Russell Wilson fan. She took the Broncos. I'm going to pull for Seattle. Yeah, I understand. I mean, uh, you know, AFC, I can't cheer for the Broncos. <laughs> but I do have Russell Wilson stock, so if he wants to throw those three touchdowns and help me out in fantasy football, be much obliged, Russ. <laughs> uh, but that'll do it. That brings us to the end of the show. Just over an hour. Uh, those cold medicine, the pseudoephedrine or whatever is in that got me all loopy we went over but we're officially back episode one season two of the pick'em show if you are one of our hardcore listeners that's been listening to us since last year thank you so much if you're new to this show it's probably only going to get weirder from here, <laughs> uh, but I'll be more prepared in the future. I just ran out of time. I had a long eight-hour day on a, on a day that I would be prepping for this while we were at the football game. Uh, we left here at 2, got home at like 11, so long, long day. Took a big chunk out of it, and then uh, I was just run down on Wednesday, so I ended up napping for five hours. So that's a good like 14 hours of prep time that I should have been putting into this show that I didn't. And, uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Happy Football Sunday. <laughs> I was waiting on that. <laughs> All right, take care, everybody. Thank you to everyone who took the time to listen to the episode. I still believe that word of mouth is the best way to help, so if you enjoyed it, please tell somebody. But liking, subscribing, and sharing go a long way, too. This show is an extension of thescheiss.com, and you can contact me at info at or at Scheiss Podcast on Twitter. And until next time, be well, stay safe, and go Bills.